Hey everyone, it's Monica um, with Be Still Be Free, and I'm here with Sarah. Hi. And we talked last week about our Proverbs 31 woman. We did a little intro and a mm-hmm. little catch up, and this week we're diving in, and we are talking about the character of the Proverbs 31 woman. So yeah. um, Sarah's going to kick it off, so I'm going to just pass it over to her. Okie dokie. Um, I'm really excited about this. Again, I mentioned last week how I did a, a speaking engagement a couple of years ago, and it was how to be a valiant woman in a worn out world. Mm -hmm. And it was just about how we're just so busy and all the things that we do. And nobody wants when you're busy to even think about the Proverbs 31 woman, because it makes you feel like it, it was like Pinterest before Pinterest existed. I think Mm -hmm. that's how people see Proverbs 31. Right. And that is so the opposite of how it is supposed to be looked at. Um, Once again, I'm going to bring up our little Rachel Held (laughs) Evans. Um, She says, too often we focus on the Proverbs 31 woman's role as a way of reducing womanhood to marriage, motherhood, and domesticity. Mm -hmm. When really, this passage is about character that transcends both gender and circumstance. Be careful of focusing on marriage, motherhood, and domesticity or career. When it's not our roles that define us, but the integrity and bravery we bring to those roles. Oh, I love that. The bravery. That's good. The integrity and the bravery we bring to those roles. And so... You know, we were talking last week about how this is a poem, Mm -hmm. um, and it's a poem describing wisdom. Mm -hmm. Wisdom was also often given more of the feminine, like, you know, a ship you think of, or a, or a, uh, an airplane. Yeah. Refer to it as a sheep (laughs) or a car. Right. Um, and I don't think it was by accident again, that this was kind of made into the wife and the mom role because I, found in a lot of my preparation for this that it is also kind of like the the idea of the relationship between Christ and the church. Mm-hmm. And so if you can take, take a step back and not look at, you know, the Bible wasn't always just in literal terms. It wasn't right. written just for literal understanding. There was, you know, often an underlining tone here. It was a parable. You know, there were parables. Yeah. There were different things. So now that this is a parable, but illustrations. Illustrations. Thank mm-hmm. you. And so... Um, I think that women probably are more graceful in the way that they show what wisdom looks like than probably most men. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I want to go through the Proverbs 31 woman. I've got 14 characteristics that I feel um, were displayed of her. And I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to read it. I'm not going to talk about the roles that she played. I'm just going to talk about the words that describe this woman. Okay. So that's how we're going to kick off instead of be a great wife, be a great mom and be a great career woman. We're just going to talk about, no, here were her characteristics, okay? So in 3110, she was a valued woman. In 3111, she was trustworthy. 3112, she's good to her husband. In 3113 through 14, she's diligent. In 15, she's selfless. In 16, she's able. In 17, she's strong. In 20, she's helpful to the needy. 22 through 24, she's resourceful. 25, she's strong and dignified. 26, she's discerning and kind. In 28, she's respected. In 29, she's noble. And in 30, she's God-fearing. Now, what woman would not want those 14 descriptions? Yeah. Okay. So when you can sit back and look at this passage differently instead of the list of to do's and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Okay. I don't, I don't need to be the best mom and the best wife and, 
you know, I need to be this woman. Yes. Because if it, you know, we always say you got to change the way you think, change the way you think, change the way you act and you start new habits, right? It just starts a whole new thing. I just think that's the case here. I think so many of us don't want to think about Proverbs 31 because we're so tired already. We don't see her as a warrior. You know, that's not what a lot of the churches, um, not modern day, but more of the older traditional churches didn't paint the Proverbs 31 woman right. as this woman of valor. No. This warrior who fought to be all that she could be for the kingdom of God. <laughs> she was this told, you know, homemaker and you put your husband first. He's the leader of the she home. She had an apron and, and pearls. Yeah, <laughs> apron and, and pearls. She's subservient. And so as women's lib and, and women's voice have done over time, I think we've been like, man, that's not who I want to be, which is great because we shouldn't want to be that person. God did not create us to be some meek, weak. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about weak is not meek. Right. Right. He didn't create us to be weak. He created us to be that helper. Remember, go back to Eve and we talked about the Azer and how he specifically created her because he needed her to fulfill what Adam could not fulfill in and of himself. Yep. Um, and I think this is just kind of a description of that Azer, right? And not just in how you're helping your husband, but how you're attacking, how you're fighting for your entire day, right? So I would not mind if anybody ever said of me on my tombstone that she was valued, trustworthy, good to her husband, diligent, selfless, able, strong, needful, or helpful to the needy, resourceful, strong, dignified, discerning, kind, respected, noble, and God-fearing. Why just would one of those. Yes, <laughs> right? Why would anyone not want to have that. And so I think when you sit back and you look at that, you can say that is Jesus. Jesus is the perfect description of what wisdom is. He's the perfect example to us, both male and female, of how we should try to live. And it's something to aspire for. Mm -hmm. It's not something that you're ever going to conquer, right? Because you can be a kind person, but you're still always going to struggle with a lack of kindness. We are human. And so we're going to have those things, those virtues, if you will, uh, for the virtuous woman that we struggle with. It's never going to be something that you get all at one time. And I loved one of the things that I read in preparing for the family um, week was that when her children called her blessed. So remember, we talked last week about it was a span of time. This this is not just a one moment. She's a wise woman, right? right. It's a span of time of wisdom. Over the course of her, like a eulogy almost that's of ex- over the course yes, of her life. Yes, that's exactly yes. right. So, which means her children called her blessed even after they saw all of her mistakes. So we're going to have mistakes because there's no such thing yeah. as perfection. Yeah. Um, the idea here is that... Um, because this is the core of who wisdom is, wisdom cannot be without these, right? It, it's it's part of who she is, right? It's a core of who she is. And so the question is for each of us is, are these part of the core of who we are? And mm-hmm. if they're not part of the core of who we are, then why aren't they? Mm-hmm. Is really the role more of the core of who we are or the how more of the core of who we are? And we need to really stop and look at our core and say, hey, am I filled with the attributes of Jesus or am I just so busy trying to fulfill the roles that have been given to me? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes so much sense. Um, so tell me this. When you think of Proverbs 31, you know, before we started doing the study, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? I don't like to cook or clean. 
And don't even ask me to look at a sewing machine. And you know what my first thing is. I am not getting up at 4.30 <laughs> in the morning every day. I will never forget um, after I had had Rye. And, oh, gosh, Rye was not an easy baby at all. He... Um, he would wake, he started this, he was very clock, right? Like, I'm not even lying to you. And I say there was a stretch of about two weeks where he woke up at like 2.31 on the dot every night oh in the morning, gosh. like in the middle of the night to wake up to feed. Like I'm talking on the minute. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's always been that way. You know, he didn't have to have an alarm when he was little, like he'd just pop right up. Um, and so he had started this stint where he was waking up at like five o'clock in the morning and he was ready to eat and have two hours of playtime. And, you know, I'm exhausted because I'm still sleep deprived yeah. and I'm not sleeping through the night. And I'll never forget calling my mom one time, just, am, I just crying. I'm like, <sighs> Is he ever going to sleep past 530? I can't do this. Like, I'm not going to 530 for the rest of my life. Because, I mean, just my clock is not made right. for me to get up early in the morning. So when I think of Proverbs 31, I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, like, I'm not getting up before yeah, everybody I'm not else doing does. That. No, I'm not doing that. Even when I had kids, like, you know, I thought when they started going to school, I was going to be that mom that woke up and made this great breakfast. And, you know, we'd have <laughs> devotionals around the table. And I'm like, um, uh, no. <laughs> That did not happen. No. She's laughing because she she knows that's so not me. Um, so just remember, these attributes are the core of who she is. It's the core of who wisdom is. She cannot be without them. They are who she is. And we've talked about that. When we talk about the attributes of Jesus, they are the core of who he is. Mm-hmm. He cannot be who he is without being them. Like you can't even you can't even separate the two from one right. another. So can you be separated from these words? Right. Um, and let me just read because I was really, I was really supposed to focus on 25, 26, 29, and 30. So I'm going to read the four verses that we really were diving into today. But she's clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. And that's one of the verses there where, um, a lot of women do great things, mm-hmm. but a warrior for Christ yes. surpasses them all. Yes. That's the measuring stick. Um, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And I think what's beautiful about that verse is it is part of the song that the husband is singing to her of praise. Oh. He says to her, charm is deceptive, beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And how many times are we spending so much time focusing on the way we look um, and more of that than we are even in how we are being Jesus mm-hmm. and, and feeding our soul. Right. You know what I mean? We spend more time probably doing our hair than we do in the word. Right. We probably spend more time coloring our gray than we do, you know, I mean, it takes two hours to go to the salon and get your hair done. Right. right? Am I in the word for two hours? And not that it's got to be tit for tat, but I'm just saying... There's got to be an awareness of how much time are we dedicating. Well, and I think that's where like the verse about getting up at five, you know, in while it's still dark. I don't think that's it's not an exact directive. What mm-hmm. it's saying is before she does anything else, she does the important things first. Yep. She girds herself with strength. She girds herself and dresses herself in all of those attributes and spends time with God. It's not about getting up early. It's about what is the what is your first fruits going to? Yeah. And I think, too, like I even went into the um, we have a saying, Chris, Chris says this all the time, preparing for the moment before the moment. Mm -hmm. She prepared for the moments before the moments. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and in, in the way that they, they made an example of that is like the getting up early in the morning. You know, yeah. she that's the things that she did. And I, I think what we have to do is in order to become this woman, we have to say, okay, what do I need to do to break these old habits and to start these habits, right? Mm-hmm. And so how can I quit being this busy, worn out woman and start just being more of this Proverbs 31 character woman? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I would say and challenge everyone is to start thinking differently. Think in terms of character and less in terms of accomplishment. Joyce Meyer says success is about me. Significance is about others. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, do you want a life of success or significance? And I think we got to be really honest with ourselves there. Um, I think that we will say we want to be significant. You know, the people who God called me to, or Jesus told me to do it, but did he, you know, like sometimes I want to look and say, but did he, he? are you sure? I'm going to get that on a bracelet. Did he? he? (laughs) Not what would Jesus do? Did he? he? I love that. I'm getting a tattooed. Did he? Um, You just just flash your wrist to everyone you see. and did did he? he? about at the end of the day when we go through our to-do list and we put our head on our pillow and think about did we have a good day we measure by the number of things that we accomplished how many times do you ask yourself how much significance you brought to the day yeah it's a different mindset yeah significance is about other people Mm -hmm. success is about yourself success is what makes you feel good about you but when you begin to invest in other people when you begin to see and we're going to talk about this when you begin to see people rise up and do because of your testimony Mm -hmm. that's significance and that will give you far more satisfaction when you put your head on your pillow at night than being able to list 10 things that you did successfully throughout the day Right. So it's that mind shift. Stop thinking in terms of success and start investing in the idea of significance. You know, there's so many people I know that others would describe as hard workers. Mm -hmm. Um, And they'll say like, oh, she's such a worker bee. Oh, she's such a hard worker. Give her anything and it'll get done. And that's great. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. Like, Like, of course, we need to work hard and we need to have a strong work ethic. But more so than being called a hard worker... You want to be called a valiant woman, a woman, a woman who is a force, a woman whose inner character supersedes anything that she puts her hand to. And when you look at those hard workers or those people who are hugely successful, sometimes you say to yourself, man, you know, is that really who I want to be like? Mm -hmm. Right. Is it worth everything they've given up to get there? And are they only doing things that really perpetuate themselves? But again, they They feel good because they're influencing other people. They're leading other people. But how much significance are they bringing to those other people's lives? Right. So I think that that's just a huge thing to think about is, um, you know, are we focusing on success or significance? Our character is what is important because it's what points others back to Christ. Mm. Our accomplishments point people to us. Oh, that's so good. So our character points people to Christ. Our accomplishments point people back to us. Yeah. That's, I think that's so good. Great. That's a tweet. That's a great measure, right? That's a canvas. And I think it's mine. I could be wrong, but I think, I think in my preparation for this, because when I read that, I was like, I didn't put a, an author next to it. <laughs> I think I made that up. I think I might have. I think I wrote it. Come up with that. And if I didn't, I'm sorry if I stole it from you, because I am always very good at giving 
props to whomever. All right, number two, quit looking for balance and accept the tension. Mm-hmm. We've talked about mm-hmm. this, right? There's always a tightrope to life. Yes. And I think we're all looking for this magic balance in life where we can be the mom or the wife or the friend or the career woman or the whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet still have significance mm-hmm. and have balance and have time off and enjoy life. And I think we are searching for that so much sometimes and it doesn't exist. Like right. there's always going to be tension. And Christine yeah. Kane talked about this one time. She's like, people are all the time. How do you balance? How do you balance? She's like, I don't balance. Like there is no balance. And, right. and when you're doing the work of Jesus, Satan is right behind you trying to take you down no matter where you are. And yeah. as soon as you think that you're having a little balance in your life, he's going to mess that all up. Yes. So if you're thinking every day, now don't get me wrong. You did you have to get to a place where you have peace in your life and you feel like you're exactly where God wants you to be. Just like us taking the summers off. We feel led by God to take the summers off. Yep. Podcasters would think that's crazy. Podcasters would think it's crazy that we don't have ads for marketing and, and, and uh, raising funds for our podcast. We've just never felt like that's where God was that's leading us. That's not what this is about. It's not what this is about. And so it's okay for you to say no to some things because you shouldn't say yes to all things. But if you're saying no to things that you should be doing, hoping to find balance, or you're saying yes to things you should say no to because you're looking for balance. You just have to find the tension that there's always going to be a day in the life of Monica Seeley where she spends four hours in the house, in the car, and in the school car lines mm-hmm. and trying to squeeze in a workout and a couple of doctor's appointments. And then she's back in the car line and getting a snack yeah. and back in a car line. And, you know, like yeah. it's going to happen when we're doing the work of the Lord. We're not guaranteed peaceful balance. Right. I've probably shared this before, um, but it's worth mentioning again. Lisa Turkhurst at one time at a writer's conference talked about balance. And she said, it's not about balance, just like Christine Kane said, but she said, I think of it more like planets as they rotate around the sun. Mm-hmm. And she's like the sun being God, but there are some planets that are closer to the sun than others on certain days. Yeah. And so she's like this weekend, for example, this is the ministry planet. And I'm really in the ministry planet and the family planets around the outside. Mm-hmm. And then other times it's family. And I think that's just a better way to look at it. Um, and it, it's very liberating and freeing. Like this week, his been very heavily focused on preparing for recording and there it's the beginning of the school year. So everything is school related. I've had so many open houses. I've had so many things that I've had to be at, but that's just where these planets are. I will get some downtime next mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. and that will be my, like, yep. I might go see a movie in the middle of the day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but it's not, it's not a balance. It's just, there are some things that take precedence at certain times and that doesn't make mean that everything else is you're flexible. Yeah. You're flexible, you know, and, and if you are always trying to search for perfect balance and peace, it'll drive you crazy. Yes, it will. And everybody has their crazy. So don't look at somebody else's life and think that's what you want. They've got it all figured out. Cause I promise you that they do not. Mm-hmm. Your journey is your journey. Their journey is their journey. And you need to be on the journey that you're on and yeah. quit worrying about anybody else's yeah, journey. Your circus and your monkeys are exactly what God that's gave exactly to you. Exactly right. And we, again, we talk about that when we talk about family. Okay. Number three, be willing to eliminate or say no. Okay. So I'm always 
<laughs> I always giggle a little bit at the women who feel so worn out and taggered and tired and they don't have anything left for the home. They don't have anything left for themselves. But they're not really willing to eliminate things mm-hmm. because they don't want to give things up. Things that make them feel successful, but aren't necessarily giving them a life of significance. Right. Um, you have to be willing to do the hard things. You can't just sit around and keep complaining about how your life is and not do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So what is it about your life that's making you feel you know, for exi- for instance, and it may be a time where you withdraw and quit doing anything like I did at 32 when God called me into the be still phase of my life and yeah. literally called me into complete stillness, except for going to church, having my family and going to work. That was it. Mm-hmm. No Bible studies, friends, all kinds of stuff. He just took me out of everything. I was willing to to do that, but I think of how many times I haven't been willing to do certain things. Right. So are you willing to eliminate something out of your life or to say no that isn't giving you a life of significance, but rather a life of busyness? Mm-hmm. Um, be willing to procrastinate or wait. Okay. If it's not the right time, don't do it. You know, it's that, well, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Listen. You don't have to do everything. And if you say yes to something that you shouldn't be doing, then you're taking something away from somebody else that should be doing it. Yes. And you're taking away blessings from their lives. So, and all the room moms for the last couple of years, you're welcome. Yes. I gave you the opportunity to operate in your strength. (laughs) That's exactly right. And that's important, right? Because there there are moms that that's their gig. And they love it. Let them do it. Enjoy it. I don't bring juice. I will send money. I will do it. I'll never forget when you called me that one time. like, I just feel guilty because I didn't have a need and I don't know what to do. Oh, it's not your thing not, and it will make you miserable. And that will in turn affect the temperature of the home. Yes. Because if class. we're doing this, <laughs> all those kids, if we're doing things that we don't love doing that are not in our skill set, they don't go with our personality. Mm-hmm. They don't go with our giftings. Mm-hmm. Then why are we doing them? And sometimes God will tell you, oh, this sure. is your time. I, yeah. I did Paxson's kindergarten. That was my time. And he gave me favor. You but did it outside for of that, I'm, I'm Or sometimes so I tried to figure out, was I, am I really supposed to do it? Yeah. Like, am I just being selfish? Maybe I should do yeah. it for one year. I could do it for one year. It's not um, my thing. Now I have confirmation. I am so hands-on. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But, you know, it. people think that just because they say wait, that they are... They're missing out. And I think we as women say wait to a lot of things we shouldn't say wait to, like taking care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't say wait to the things that we should say wait to. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Invest, not waste your time. Each of us only has 24 hours a day. How are you living it? Mm-hmm. Okay. You have the same 24 that I have. So choose wisely what you're going to put into those 24 hours so that when you put your head on your pillow at night, you can ask yourself, did I have a day of significance or did I have a, just a day of success or did I feel like a complete failure. Um, go ahead. It's well, it's just so interesting that you said that. Cause I had just written down, you know, we get overwhelmed by what this woman quote did, mm-hmm. but she also had a lot more time mm-hmm. on her hands just from the perspective of she's not on social media. Right. She's not watching Netflix. Right. Like she did have more disposable time mm-hmm. because she's not distracted by all the things that we're distracted by. Right. And if we were to eliminate some things out of our 24 hours, we would suddenly find ourselves with more opportunity to right. be productive in areas that God's calling us to be productive in. What are we not, um, what are we not giving up mm-hmm. or, or there's, there's a, a, a phrase I'm trying to think of, you know, where we're not 
indulging ourselves, yeah. right? What are we, what are we cheating ourselves of? It's the choosing to cheat principle with Andy Stanley. Like yeah. every decision that you make, you're choosing to cheat something. Yep. Um, so if you're on social media, you're choosing to cheat the hours of time that you're on social media, that you could be getting other things done. You know, if you decide to work two extra hours in a day, you're choosing to cheat what you would have done in those two hours that mm-hmm. you'd not had been at work. Um, you, you get the concept. Yep. And so if you are constantly choosing to cheat throughout the day, it, there's a reason why it says that she not eat of the bread of idleness, you know? And so her idleness was different from what our idleness can look like today. But social media, without a doubt, plays mm-hmm. hugely into the bread of idleness. Mm-hmm. And are we eating that, right. you know? And is it just getting in our stomach and growing and yeasting and, you know, multiplying and making us feel miserable? Yeah. Or, you know, not. And so I, those are, we all have 24 hours. That's right. Your day is not any more impacted by time than anybody else's. Yeah. I have a friend that no matter our conversation, she's a single mom. No matter our conversation, her day is always worse. Right. You know? Right. Well, I, well, I had to get up at yeah, five 30. I have morning. a well, I, well, I mm-hmm. got up at six 30 this morning or seven, but you went to bed at nine 30 last night and my kids aren't even in bed till 11. Right. So, you know, tit for tat, right. right. You're assuming that because I have a husband and I have two grown kids that I'm not up at 530. But there was a day where I stayed up two and three nights a week mm-hmm. all night long and worked. Yeah. You know, like if you want to go, you're, it's not a your 24 hours are no different than yes. anybody else's 24 yes. hours. Okay. Yes. Um, take responsibility. Quit blaming the world around you for your life and what's in it. We have to, we are responsible for our day. There are things that you are not responsible for. Perhaps you're divorced and your, your husband, you know, cheated on you or whatever. There may be things that you're not responsible for. There are things that my kids do that I am not responsible for. Right. But I have got to quit blaming all of those things for why I am not a woman of character. That's right. Because it doesn't say if you have the perfect life and everything's gone well for you, this is what wisdom looks like. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to somebody last night. Why do we think that we're not supposed to have trial and tribulation in this world? It's in the Bible. It is modeled for us in the Bible. God gives us everything that we need to know that Satan is nipping at our heels if we are trying to serve Christ. So... Quit thinking that it's the world's problem. Mm -hmm. It is time for us to say, you know what? I need to turn off social media. I need to take a sabbatical Mm -hmm. from social media. I need to lose weight. I need to learn how to become a happy person again. I need to come back into touch with the things I used to like about me. I need to get into the word every day instead of laying in bed until whatever. Like, gosh, darn it. We've got to become proactive in our own lives. We've got to be able to look in the mirror and say, I am my own problem. Mm -hmm. No one else is responsible for how I've chosen to live out my life. Yes, crap happens. But at the end of the day, crap happens for everybody. So how are you going to choose to handle what lands in your yard? That's right. You know what I'm saying? so good. And there's no competition between crap either. Yes. Like, my crap is no less significant just no, because your crap that's right. may, quote, look worse. That's what people will be like, you know, I mean, I hate to complain. People are dying of cancer in this world. Okay, everything that we go through, no matter how trivial it may seem to somebody else, is our 
It's our story. It's what we're going through. And Mm -hmm. it all hits us in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so what you're going through is no less valuable or more valuable than what somebody else is going through. Now, yes, you're going to be cautious about going up somebody who might be going through a crazy tragedy in life in that moment um, and be like, well, you know, I broke a fingernail today. You're not going to do that. But don't undermine and don't overplay Mm -hmm. what's going on in your life. Right. Um, there's got to be a spirit of ownership. Mm-hmm. It's nobody else's fault. That's right. And then lastly, continue to grow. We have to be committed to putting the truth in us because it's the truth that will set us free. How are you watering your life? How are you feeding the seeds of the fruits of the spirit? How are you nourishing your soul? And I bet you most of us aren't. Most of us don't take the time for it. Most of us don't invest in ourselves. Most of us don't um, get in the word. We don't figure out a way that we can connect well to growing in Christ, right? We're like, well, I just don't understand the Bible. Go find a way that the Bible comes real to you. Is it book on audio? Is it listening to a podcast? Is it reading a blog? Is it, you know, what uh, reading a book? And for a long yeah. time, I had a hard time sitting down and just reading the word of God. I needed very tangible, applicable things. And so I just read a lot of Christian authored books that were mm-hmm. how-to books, how to be a better wife. And I just put, you know, people are like, well, I don't like to read books because they make me feel guilty. That's bull crap. Right. You just don't want to feel convicted. (laughs) There it is. Yeah. Yeah. For real. For real. You don't want to feel convicted because if you're really rooted in the word of God and there's a lot coming at you, you can filter through what is applicable and what God's trying to tell you and what's not applicable and what isn't going to, God's like, don't worry about that. Yeah. You don't need to worry about that. Yeah. So to say, well, I don't like to read books because they make me feel guilty. That is, that's an excuse Mm -hmm. that goes back up here to you not being willing to take responsibility. Oh, that's so good. Um, John Maxwell says everything worthwhile in your life is an uphill climb. And I think that we're so tired of the uphill climb and somewhere along the way, we've bought into this culture that womanhood should not be an uphill climb. We want to be, I am woman, hear me roar, but the lion didn't get to the top of the food chain by laying down and cowering and laying in the pasture all day long. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I hear it, yeah. And so you got to go up the mountain. You got to mm-hmm. got to go north, right? Yeah. That whole go north series Dude. that we did. You got to go north. You got to be willing to go through the, the metamorphosis. You got to be willing to go through the change. You got to be willing to, to climb the mountain because if you never climb the mountain, you'll only stay in the valley and nobody gets to the mountain by staying in the valley. Mm-hmm. So everything worthwhile in your life is an uphill battle. That's right. So becoming a a woman of significance, becoming a Proverbs 31 woman, understanding what wisdom looks like and trying to to put that on and live it out, it's going to be an uphill climb. Yeah. Because Satan is going to meet you on the way and try to distract you and to hit you where it hurts the most and to make you feel like you can't. It's not worth it. That's the and you're not valued. And that's the big one is he's going to make you feel like it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Like just like, here's where I get tempted with it. Like, um, well, just don't bother having that conversation with your daughter because it's not worth it. She's not going to hear you. Mm -hmm. And she's gone in four years anyway, Mm -hmm. or three years now, Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. And that is constantly in my ear Mm -hmm. when it's a hard conversation that I need to have with her, or I know she's not going to receive this well, or, um, but I'm, I need to help her challenge her to continue to grow just like God's challenging me to continue to grow. And Mm -hmm. I'm the coach that's like been given the task and the responsibility for that. So think of it this way. What if Jesus said, well, they've only got five years left to live. So I'm going to kind of walk right. away from them. He would never, he would never, Mm-mm. I'm, I'm just going to let them be. 
you know, I, I've done all I can do. And our, this just occurred to me, like our character is challenged up until the very last minute. When Jesus was on the cross, That's right. his character was challenged until the very last minute. Are you going to curse these people that are around you? Or are you going to ask God to forgive them because they don't know what they're doing? Mm-hmm. Like his integrity was on the line to the very last breath. Literally. So we're not going to get off the hook either. And we should not let other people off the hook. Like the that way either. we live is to reflect Christ, not to fulfill ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's not about us. Yeah. If you can have that pers- that eternal perspective, mm-hmm. if you can live with an eternal perspective, if you can understand that what's happening today isn't really about us, then it can help you have perspective. Yeah. I know I said that word twice, you know, but it's perspective. It's well, clarity. and that's what all of these characteristics of the Proverbs 31 woman, all of those characteristics were characteristics that she owned and mm-hmm. that were in her, but she used them for others. That's right. She used them for others. Yeah. So it's great. It wasn't about her. Mm-mm. Was not about her. All right. That's our character. Okay. Well, um, I'll pray us out. Okay. Heavenly Father, I just pray that as we continue to meditate and soak on your word, Lord, that you would make it alive in our hearts and in our spirits. I pray that you would give us a vision for um, what valiant womanhood looks like in our own personal lives. And I pray that you would give us the strength and the courage to just embrace it and to walk towards it so that we may be a light and um, to help change the people that are around us for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.